Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The catch is made by DJ Moore. Still going across midfield, inside the 40, the 30. This is Desmond Johnson on the Believe and Carolina Panthers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available in your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. And welcome into a preview Friday edition of the Carolina Panthers podcast. Believe in Carolina Panthers here on the Believe Podcast Network. Desmond Johnson, Jonathan Stewart, all-time leading rusher in Panthers history in the house. Skylar Callahan on his final day of vacation, uh, on his uh, honeymoon uh, with his newlywed wife, Madeline. Uh, Skylar will be back with us Monday. Uh, Give us the lowdown on everything as we'll have a short week next week with the Atlanta Falcons coming into town on Thursday night. And we'll figure out where we'll do our uh, our preview or or recap of that game uh, next week because that'll be kind of weird with us having a, a primetime game for the first time all season. But before we get to that, though, Panthers and Bengals this Sunday, 1 p.m. on Fox. The Panthers 2-6 and six on the season trying to get on the other side of the win column. The, uh, the Bengals 4-4 four and four coming into this matchup. Uh, been pretty banged up. Uh, Joe Burrow in particular behind that offensive line. We'll get into our preview for that as well. It's a tell them why you're mad Friday. If you're new to the game, uh, the preview episode that we do each week, we start off with something that's irritated us earlier in the week. Uh, It just has to be football related. Doesn't have to be uh, Panther related, but we'll get to that also before we do all of that. And Oh, and again, it's an open mailbag Friday too. So if you are listening or watching this uh, episode on the tobacco road sports radio uh youtube channel you can participate in the in the uh show just like uh humble beast zero zero here let's go big fan keep pounding appreciate your uh support humble beast double zero and uh hopefully you'll continue to spread the word about the believe in carolina panthers podcast let's go ahead and get into it before we do that a quick word from our sponsors over at bet online Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, players' news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and events like Major League Baseball, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. And again, where we usually start, every uh, typically we do this on Thursdays, uh, but what we do here on our recap episode, uh, usually something pops up that uh, makes us mad, irritates us, uh, grinds our gears, I guess is a good way to put it. Uh, here uh, towards the end of each week. And by doing this... Yeah, I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. We have decided to do Tell Them Why You're Mad. Usually Tell Them Why You're Mad Thursdays. It's usually when we're on for our preview. But, uh, Stu, I'm going to hand the mic to you to kick us off here. Wow. Well, uh, I know Denver hasn't played yet. And I know we got no. Denver later on in the week or later on in the season. But, uh, my good brother, tell them why you're mad this week. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. All right, so I'm not a man that likes to go backwards and, 
you know, pick things from history and, you know, keep bringing things up. And, you know, I'm a guy that likes to move forward. But uh, I must say, the refs, man, they picking on us. Right? Now, or New picking York. Up, like, or who's us? Like the Carolina Panthers, dog. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm here for this conversation. Let's go. So, I mean, we already know what happened with Cleveland. We talked about that. Jacoby Brissett giving us a pump fake. And then, yeah, an odd, like, spike. Um, we'll call that the odd spike yeah phantom spike and then we got the you know the penalty the gray area let's call that the gray area that happened to DJ Moore taking his helmet off Um, turns out that the the flag shouldn't have been thrown right you take and what you do with that is you take a really hard-fought game, like probably one of the best games that uh, a fan would experience and watch all year on the level of the NFL experience. You know, you have guys going back and forth, trading scores, and to have, you know, an interruption of a flag alter, you know, decisions and and kicks and lengths and all these things that you know go towards the friction of winning a game like like come on New York like you see what's going on up there call down to Atlanta and say hey pick that flag up <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not sure if that's how crisp the the process is, but, like, there's got to be something to, you know, to prevent that from happening again. Like, that's such a gray area called, like, those types of things happen all the time. And I just don't really see how it's, how it can, how it's been consistent and how you can make it consistent to where, you know, you have a game-winning touchdown throw, great pass. I mean, even Patrick Mahomes is over here tweeting, man, that was a heck of a pass. Like, yeah, that you know, PJ, PJ <laughs> Walker, you know, putting him his name out there and putting the Panthers um, organization on notice because of that throw because it was a football play, a great football play. It's what people dial up in practice dream about when they go to sleep and then you add a penalty to it to where it's like well dang made this a little more difficult when it didn't need to be especially because the the flag shouldn't have been thrown so i'm I'm pissed off about that and yeah that's a good better need to Um, do better i think the thing about that that irritated me the most was that uh, days later, people on television talking sports, talking at ESPN, Fox Sports, wherever, they all kind of under the breath admitted that the play, the penalty shouldn't have been called. Yet they're still saying, you know, DJ shouldn't have took his helmet off. And like, I, I understand both parts of it. I know players have it ingrained in their head not to take their helmet off on the field from a young age all the way yeah. up into the pros. But I also understand the emotion that DJ was going through in that moment. And I could easily see him thinking the game was over, like on that right. play. You know, like, right. so I can see it both ways. Plus, and we talked about this on Monday, 
that didn't lose the game. Like that no. people are trying to put it on DJ like he lost the game. And I think now more people are kind of coming around and seeing, okay, that didn't lose the game. He tied the game. <laughs> like right. if, and if, if, if that hadn't happened, the game's over, like right there. Yeah. And where I'm at is the refs are supposed to support the game in the measurements of safety protocol and make sure that it's fair play and all that. As far as fair play and all that, they didn't they didn't do their job. They legitimately made something harder, more stressful for the Panthers and backing up that kick. And golly, ain't no telling. Right. I feel bad for Eddie Panera a little bit too, because he was having a good year. I think he'd only missed like one one field goal out of 40 yards like the whole year. And for him to miss those two indoors, yeah. uh yeah. just kind of I feel bad for him. Just don't I care. Just, I, I just want to let I just want to let him know that I'm riding with you. You're a good kicker, and you know, have goldfish memory. I feel like the difference here, I feel like, and maybe Panther Nation can echo it with us. Where we, if we had lost this type of game under Matt Rule, I don't feel like we would have learned from it. Like, I don't feel like we'd be better off from it. And I feel like that's the difference. Like, now I feel like this team will grow from that experience and will play better the next week, uh, this week against the Bengals. Whereas before, it was kind of like spinning your wheels. Like, it was almost like, okay, that's the way we lost this week. Let's find a new and amazing way to lose this week. And like, <laughs> it would always be something different. I don't feel that vibe with this team. They really feel like they're rallying around. Uh, Coach Wilkes and the philosophies that they're putting in. I saw Shaq Thompson in the locker room uh, a day ago, maybe uh, getting interviewed. And he was basically talking about that, that Steve Wilkes was, he basically said, don't quote me on this, but uh, non-verbatim, he was basically like, Steve Wilkes is bringing back what it used to mean to be a Carolina Panther. Like that's what he's bringing back to the team. And that counts a lot in terms of locker room morale, David Tepper watching all this philosophy. You got to have a philosophy as an NFL team. Like, what are you? Like, what identity are you? And they're kind of establishing that now, finally. Uh, Just don't care uh, comments. Very heartbreaking loss, but also one of the most fun Panther games I've watched in a long time. I agree. Um, I watched Inside the NFL on Showtime last night from this week, literally thinking our game would be one of the first games they showed because of the, the, the excitement of it. They literally waited for us to be the very last game <laughs> they showed in the highlight package. And then they cut it to just like the last two minutes of the fourth quarter. They didn't even show Panera's kicks. Like it was just all crunched. It's like a 45 second thing. That's all right. We used to it. You know, we're Panther fans. Yeah. We, we used to them kind of pushing us off to the side. Stepchildren. Um, stepchildren. I could pick that as to why I'm mad uh, this week. But... <laughs> I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. I put this on Twitter earlier this week, and I'm still mad about it because I see it every single morning. Uh, it's not Panther related. I'm going to say it's football related because usually I'm watching football highlights while this is happening. If you watch ESPN <laughs> in the mornings, there's this Medicare commercial that runs like 50 times in the morning. And it has this old lady named Martha on it. And the announcer is trying to convince Martha to call the number to find out if she can change her Medicare plan. And Martha is the most irritable, angriest woman I've ever like seen on television in my life. Like she's given this dude every reason why she will not call this toll-free number. And you, there's even a certain point of the commercial where the announcer's like, her name's Martha. And you could hear the, 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 the annoyance in the announcer's voice. He's just like, Martha, you know, like, <laughs> like, the, like, <laughs> and like, I'm sitting there, I'm typing something, or I'm editing out some video or something in the living room and I'm watching get up or first take or whatever. It's my normal morning routine before I get out, start doing my stuff for the day. And I realized like Monday, I'm like, this commercial has been in like burned into my brain because they play it like every commercial break. And I hear Martha's voice just like on and on and on, like 
I'm not calling. I think I did that already. So I don't need to call. Like she's doing all this stuff in this commercial and it's driving me nuts. That's been the one thing that I've been the most upset about this week is, is Martha and her Medicare plan on ESPN. ESPN, please like tamper the amount of times you play this spot because it's gotten to the point where I expect it every commercial break. And I, and I want to like argue with Martha. <laughs> That's what all I right. want to do. I want to sit down with Martha at the kitchen table and argue with her about why she needs to call this phone number. So that's why I'm irritated this week. Yeah, I'm going to tell you why we mess it. I'm going to tell you why we mess it. Uh, it's open mailbag Friday. Um, I got so- a question, though, before you go on. Deborah. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> you sure you- that wasn't a targeted ad? I hope not. I really do. Because <laughs> I ain't I'll, never I'll seen that commercial. In January. I don't think I'm in the age bracket <laughs> yet, but somebody that, that made that ad buy they were like yo this is our target right here we're gonna stick this right in the morning block of espn and we're gonna get a bunch of customers and this martha chick she's gonna ride it home for us yeah. and like i mean she's she's not even she's like in a like a uh like an old grandma nightgown <laughs> like oh, man, this martha. She's just, martha, martha needs to get it together man oh martha call the number martha um yeah. <laughs> it's an open mailback friday here uh, on the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast. John Jenkins, big fan of the show, uh, was on a couple of weeks back, and he uh, asked, hey, guys, so did you witness? Did you witness the Walker wonder? Witness the Walker wonder. Hashtag WTWW. Um, like I said, when this happened uh, last week, when John was kind of pushing us to to push this hashtag, I needed to see another week. Yeah. Uh, PJ delivered. I mean, if you had to, you couldn't have wrote the script any differently other than the Panthers winning the game on yeah. that catch, but PJ, I, I just saw that throw again uh, just a minute ago. They just showed it on TV. And I was just like, that's probably the best throw in the NFL in the past couple of years. Uh, I'm sitting yeah. trying to think of a better throw. Um, Aaron Rodgers had one. Russell Wilson had a couple. Yeah. Um, Aaron Rodgers had one that ended the game. Do you remember it was like a Monday night game? I think they were playing Seattle. And uh, he threw yeah. like a 50-yard pass in the air, and they caught it in the end zone and it ended the game or whatever. This one was uh, like. DJ still had some room to run. He had to run underneath it to get to it. And yeah. uh, he, PJ threw to a spot, it felt like. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and and his footwork and just him rolling out to get to where he knew. It was almost like pre-programmed. Yeah. If I get pressure from this side, this is where I'm going. If I get pressure yeah. from this side, I'll go the other way. Okay. Yep. And he <laughs> went to a spot like you were talking on Monday. He has a spot. Yeah. He, and I, when I was rewatching, I was like, okay, that's what Stu was talking about. Because he ran to his spot. He knew where the line of scrimmage was. There was nobody near him when he rolled out. Right. He just launched it, man. He just launched yeah. it. Uh, I think the team seeing that kind of uh, validates what they see in practice. And I, I think the team's rallying around PJ. Like, I think he's going to be the starter the rest of the year. And if he's going to play like this, I'm fine with it. You know, I'm totally cool with it. Baker's the backup quarterback right now. He seems like he's fine with it. Uh, I find it amazing that all of a sudden now I'm seeing these videos all week long of Baker Mayfield throwing a football like 60 yards into like a basket. <laughs> like, it'll hit it or whatever. I've seen like two different times where this has popped up on my Twitter. Um, but Baker's going to be the backup here. Uh Got a comment from Gerald Mason. What's up, Gerald? I know Gerald. Love the podcast. Do you think Panthers defense can take advantage of the fact that since he's O-line is still Swiss cheese and that there's no Jamar Chase to cover? Uh, Gerald, I think we're dependent on it. Um, yeah. They, <laughs> I think that's our whole been, game plan. <laughs> they've been struggling all, what, ever since last year, really, to protect that Joe, to tech, protect Joe Burrow. What, he's been hit 29 times? Yeah, I read somewhere like 30, 29, 28. Something. Yeah, it's bad. Like his offensive so, line, they spent money really, on the offensive line and it didn't work. Yeah, they just not getting it right. Um, mm-hmm. 
they 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 the guys that they got perfect them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, I'm I'm strong, I'm big, I'm fast, but I ain't got heart. But I ain't got heart to protect my quarterback. That's what they got uh, they over gave, there. They See, gave him the old Carolina, The Carolina <laughs> Panthers ain't razzle dazzle, baby. We the real, we the real deal. Holyfield offensive line coming right. in and knock you in the face. Papa, hey, a top ten, uh, top ten offensive line in the league right now. Carolina Panthers, and they're yep. starting to get a little bit of notice in terms of yeah. what they're uh, able to do. Um, I uh, I agree with Gerald that that's going to be a key component of uh, the Panthers this week. I feel good going into this road game for some reason. Yeah, Derek um, Brown, what they're just just humiliating guards, just like pushing yeah, them, getting yeah. them out the way, like Icky ooh. just throwing people around. Like Icky Quanu is doing his thing. John Jenkins yeah. too, get those people at seven oh four to print up those shirts. He really wants these Walker Wonder shirts. Like he's hey, man. <laughs> he really well, wants to go down. I think once we get a once we went get a win this week, mm-hmm. which as you already know, that's what I'm, I'm rocking with. <laughs> we gotta get the ten, baby. And I actually think I actually think like this could be a high scoring game. Um, yeah. considering yeah. the the mindset going into next week, because I'm not playing football, I can look forward. Um the Falcons game next week is a very important one, right? So it's a yes. short week. So I'm I'm kind of – if I'm the Carolina Panthers, I'm going into this week being very strategic with the guys that are banged up, um, the guys that are almost ready to get back in, in. Like, I'm okay not seeing them play this week. You know what I'm saying? I'm okay mm-hmm. waiting them out for the division game against the Falcons. Um but I feel like we can still sneak one, especially if our defensive line, Brian Burns, Derek Brown, like cause chaos, cause it. I mean, you see the proof in the pudding. If you, if you get, you know, in Burrow's face, he don't know how to act. He just start throwing the ball over all over the place. So uh, um, that's the key. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. And I think they do need to get DJ Moore and Terrence Marshall a pass game uh, active uh, early uh, in this football game. Uh, PJ just don't care. PJ started a little slow this past week, but he definitely got focused and ended up turning up for us again when we needed him. Hashtag WTWW. So <laughs> yeah, they're, so they're trying to make this go. Um, I'll, I'll probably tag this um, with that hashtag. So we'll see what we can do to uh, to get that going. Yeah, let's get that pump. <laughs> Checklist. Get me a Walker Wonder shirt and <laughs> go get me. He got to win some games though, y'all. <laughs> he got to win some games where we can really legit do this. Like if he if he can string together a little win streak. Get this thing yeah. going like Jake DeLome style, like 03, yeah, like just yeah. start winning some games, like last second type stuff. I'm with it. I'm on the Walker Wonder train. But right now he's one and two <laughs> since Wilkes took over. And yes, they've been exciting games, but this is a results driven league. Like we need some wins. Like we've got this is a must win in my mind. Like we cannot afford to lose this game. I know it's on the road. I know the Bengals won the Super Bowl last year, but we need this game, especially yeah. the Bengals coming off a short week themselves. Uh, they just played. Uh, so, I mean, we we should be able to, you know, take advantage of that. They're banged up. Uh, Burrow's number one receiver, Chase, is out. Um, we're a little banged up, too. Jeremy Chin actually got news on him this week. Jeremy Chin is eligible to play this week, but uh, Coach Wilkes said they're going to hold him out. He's not going to play this Sunday. Uh, the hope is that he'll be able to return for the Thursday night game versus Atlanta, which would which be is a smart thing to do. Smart yeah, thing to huge, do. Huge, huge thing. And I'm glad that Coach Wilkes put that out there so we wouldn't be speculating on whether or not uh, he would be playing or not. Yeah, like even that, like that's that's how you're supposed to do it as a head coach. Yeah. Like, hey, look, yeah. 
I don't want. I don't want to hear about it. I don't want y'all talking to me about it. This is what's happening, right? Ain't like no, we don't no need secret. to have all the the double ain't talk. No secret. The, ain't no secret. <laughs> the mumbling and stuff, and just trying to <laughs> get around the question. Just tell us straight up: Is the dude playing or not? <laughs> you know, like and, and Wilson just he won't even let you ask. He'll just come up and volunteer it. Like, okay, so uh, Jeremy Chin, he ain't playing this week. Probably play next week. <laughs> off the injury report. He's good to go. Any questions? Anything? Anything? All right, and then that's it. All <laughs> right, see you later. Yeah, I'm out. I'm gone. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I love the style. It, it, he just he's just football. I love it. Uh Chin is a dog. Can't wait to get him back out there. Yeah, I do feel that Chin, along with Derek Brown, uh JC Horn, uh, who am I missing? Shaq. Uh Brian those Burns. are the leaders. Brian Burns, those are the leaders of this defense. And they're all young, except for Shaq. He's a couple more, he's the elder statesman of the defense now, I guess you could say. But uh which is crazy uh, to think, a young I know, boy, <laughs> my, young, my young boy over there being is, 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 the, is the is the old vet now. He's the elder statesman of uh, of the defense now. Um, yeah. I did see also too that Brian Burns mentioned that he did not want to be traded uh, during the whole trade talk stuff. That he's happy where he is. Twenty twenty one Pro Bowler, uh, really being a cornerstone of this defense. I think going forward, so. Um, Panthers, Bengals, 1 p.m. on Fox this Sunday. We'll give you our uh, predictions here in just a bit. Let's just go through some of the keys to this game. Um, I do think that, again, I mentioned that uh, DJ Moore, Terrence Marshall need to get involved early and often. I think Terrence Marshall has the potential to be that number two, um, that Moore and Marshall can kind of be that Moose and Smitty kind of combo. They both do different things. Uh, Marshall's pretty good, like Moose was, with moving the chains, getting those high balls, that kind of thing. Moore runs routes fantastic, can get open on pretty much anybody. They yeah. got they got a little something, something going on there. Um, the key to this game, though, like you said, Stu, we got to get to Joe Burrow. Um, he was sacked seven times in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, they tried to fix the offensive line. It didn't work. He's been sacked an average of 3.8 times per game. That's the second most in the league. Monday night, the Browns, who we already saw uh, opening week, they sacked him five times. Um, our pass rush ranks 20th in the league going into this game. Uh, your tour, Gross Matos, this is the game I need you to show up, buddy. Like, I haven't yeah. called your name out in, like, three weeks, it feels like. Uh, Marquise Haynes, those do, they, need to, they need to help Brian Burns. Uh, with him not having uh, Hassan Reddick on the other side this year, it's made it where more teams are keying in on Burns, and he's still getting back there, but he needs some help. Like, we need some people that can uh, get back there and basically fluster Burrow because uh, I do fear Burrow getting hot. Uh, he's one of those quarterbacks where you don't want him completing like six or seven in a row because then things start to turn to something else <laughs> with Joe Burrow. Right. Like, he's he is that dude. Like, he convinced me at LSU that year that – Okay, he can do this. And then last year, the playoff run, he really convinced me. Okay, he's a – would you say Burrow's a top uh, 10 quarterback? Yeah, I would say top 10, top five. I mean, I think talent – I mean, overall scope, when it's all said and done, yes, absolutely. As things are panning out right now, like, I mean, it's just like – I mean, it is just it is what it is. That's that's where they are in their season right now. He's getting sacked. He he's yeah. not comfortable in the pocket. So, like to really just go out and just you know say he's a top ten guy. I can't really say that now. You know, um, I'm trying to think if I could do it on my hands real quick. But like, like but I know like, oh, you said top ten. My bad. Yeah, I, I, first, yeah, I was, first I was like top five, but I don't know. About no, he's a, he's, he's a top ten. 
He's like on the verge of five. I think I put him at number five. Um, get him, a, get him offensive line earlier this week uh, on a little little quarterback <laughs> rankings, but I think he's he's talent, man. Like it's just he, he's getting rattled. When you mm-hmm. get rattled at quarterback, it's kind of hard. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna tell you something about this this running game. Cincinnati Bengals defense. I feel bad for them. But I don't, and I don't really care. <laughs> I should feel bad for them, yeah. But I don't, and I really don't care. Um, they had the they had the pleasure of having to try to stop Nick Chubb, and they were not successful because Nick Chubb is a dog, mm-hmm. and he runs like a dog. And mm-hmm. I can tell you, someone else that runs like a dog that they're going to have to stop, Deontay Foreman. The Falcons didn't want to tackle that man. No, it got to a point where you could <laughs> it, it got see. to a point where them boys <laughs> were trying to move out the way. Like, hold on, this freight train. I've heard the term freight train used in a lot of in a lot of ways lately, you know. Um, now let me yeah. let me check because he Hubbard, uh Hubbard practiced Wednesday. Uh Foreman did not practice Thursday. Um I need to Man, check they just, to see they just, they what just, the situation is. Foreman didn't practice because they just making sure they taking care of their horse, man. Okay, okay. Listen, because, don't even worry about all that. All right, because I do want Hubbard to return. He was dealing with the, uh, I think it was a sprained ankle, ankle or something. Ankle. Like yeah. And I and, and I would and I would say this: if Hubbard can play, sure. Don't force it. Ankle injuries. You don't want to retweak that. We got the Falcons game coming up. I'm trying to tell you. Like, there's levels to this. Like, I want them to win. We want them to win. They want to win. They need to win. But they really need to win next week. Otherwise, we might start talking about, you know, other plans. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> I've been watching Panther Nation do that for the past month, already talking about the draft and stuff. And I'm like, we've played five games. But <laughs> like, specifically, but specifically the Falcons, because we already lost to them once, right? Right, so, yeah. We gotta make um, sure we we even the score. See, I did find uh injury report for from Thursday. Uh Dante Jackson was off from practice yesterday. He's got he's dealing with an ankle injury, he's had him in and out of games. Uh that was the second straight day uh that he had been held out. So they're optimistic he'll be able to play versus Cincy. Uh he's been played, he played in every game. He got carted off in the Atlanta game last week and didn't finish. Um, but he also had an interception in that game, too. Justin Burris has a concussion. Uh, tight end Steven Sullivan uh, is sick, so they were held out Thursday. Rashard Higgins is actually sick as well, so he was out And after he practiced on Wednesday. Uh, Taylor Moten got a day of rest, uh, so he looks like he'll be good to go. Uh, Deonta Foreman, you're right, uh, Stu, was given a rest day Wednesday. He was back yeah. full participation Thursday. He was Hubbard, a dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chuba Hubbard was listed as limited for a second straight day uh, after he missed last week. Frankie Louvu's got a shoulder going on. Uh, they were full participants on Thursday. J.C. Horn's got an ankle injury. Uh, they were he was listed as limited, so uh, it looks pretty good. Uh, I think going into this game, in terms of uh, our health overall, um, so we'll see if that stands uh, stands on a Sunday here. Carolina going to Cincinnati, Week Nine uh, clash here. Uh, pretty much everybody in the media is picking the Bengals to win this game. I told you and Skyler at the beginning of the year to not trust the Cincinnati Bengals like my you entire did. life. Like I've never seen the Bengals be good, like legit good 
Yeah, that was wizard. Here. That was a little bit like wizard esque. Like, <laughs> like he was real wizard like. From like the, the well, everybody that. was picking him. Everyone was like kind of blinded by the whole Super Bowl run. And I'm just like, well, they were ten and seven or whatever when they got into the playoffs and got hot. Like they got yeah. hot and beat two teams in Buffalo and Kansas City. That to be honest, they probably shouldn't have beaten. And yeah. that carried over through the all season where people were like, oh, the Bengals here they come, here they come, and I just didn't see it. I was just like, they can still get hot though. They can. That's, still what, that's, that's, that's the game. name of the game. It's, yeah. it's you don't want to you don't want to peak. You don't want to be these game these guys that are seven and zero or eight and zero Philadelphia right now because mm-hmm. it's, it's it's hard oh. to maintain that. Although a lot of pressure say, with that, I will say the Eagles look good. <laughs> they did. The they did. Really good. <laughs> like they I, got Meek, they got Meek Mills out there. Yeah, in man. Philly yeah. going to baseball games, basketball games. You know what? I should have did that for my telemarketing. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why we mad. Son. I'm gonna tell you why we mad. Son. I don't like the city of Philadelphia. Like I've never liked the city of Philadelphia, and I haven't for some time. And I really because of their sports fans, 76ers fans, Phillies fans especially Eagles fans. Like they are some of the worst <laughs> fans. <laughs> this is the yeah, they were they was real bad to McNabb. I hated that. See, I yeah, they that. were bad to him. They they booed while my oh no, they cheered while Michael Irvin was basically uh paralyzed on the paralyzed. field at the end of his career. They threw yeah. they threw batteries at Santa Claus. Like I mean like th- this is a different level of when they won the Super Bowl a couple years ago and they were in the streets burning down stuff and doing whatever you had people out there eating horse manure and like oh, just random Jesus. dumb stuff. Like, yeah, Philly, man. I, and I don't like that they're having all the success right now to, to have a world series game going on and a Thursday night football game going on in your city at the same time. Yeah. They don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. I, I don't care. I'm not <laughs> going to hate. I'm, I'm not hating though. I, I'm happy. I'm happy for it, man. I I'm not going when, to Philly anytime I soon. When, so I'm gonna hate I love when cities both have the basketball teams kind of like, Oh, we don't know yet. I want to get the baseball, football, balling, like, like Maybe I wish I was from Philly right now. You got Meek yeah. Mills. I got. <laughs> Maybe it's like, jealousy. Maybe that's why I'm feeling this way. Because like I want, I want Charlotte to have a year like that, where like the Hornets are popping and the Panthers are good, and like it's just like the whole minor league baseball good. Yeah, everything is just good. Hockey's good. 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 Hockey's been. Hockey's been. Or Duke is doing something. Like I want that to happen. And like yeah. we've gotten close a couple times, but. Uh, we haven't quite got there. Another thing, too, that I thought about this week that kind of I'm, I'm doing more than one here because they're all starting to flood back into yeah, my memory. I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. I'm going to tell you why we mad, son. Boy, you're so put, angry. You need to go see counseling. If you put, think about this. For, you agree with me or not because you were on this right. If you put prom Luke Keekley on the today's Buffalo Bills, Oof. they are the 2015 Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, you know what? I saw actually something that stood out. Josh Allen going through pregame in the yeah, huddle, and, they, yeah, I saw this. and he's giving all the dabs and all the the special handshakes, um, and just being goofy and having fun. You want to know who that reminds me of? Cam Newton. And you and know so what? He got out criticized there, for it. He and he, he got, got criticized Cam for it in the media. Like, oh, he's not serious. He's he's thinks this is all fun and games he's not he doesn't but win <laughs> i tell you one thing cam brought that culture he changed the game because of those types of things yep. and looking back that's a recipe man it's a recipe to connect it's, it's about connecting with your peers it's about connecting with your players your teammates on a different level like like it's just it's a beautiful thing to see when you see guys like that take ownership 
it makes me it makes me a little angry though as of what could have been here because like we we joke around here me and skylar call the bills panthers north uh just for having brandon beans up there and uh i think dan morgan was up there for a little bit before he came back home uh it's a lot of former panthers in their front office and scattered throughout their roster too from 2015 on there's dudes on that roster that played for carolina and it's like you watch them play and it's like damn that's that was us 2015 they're doing exact same they built the roster the exact same way actually and really it should be if you put luke keekley on that team and took stefan Diggs off of it it, that's 2015 carolina panthers because cam didn't really have like a true de facto number one that year but they had a run game the offensive line was mauling people the defense was just number one or tops or near the top of the league uh the quarterback was basically having an mvp season that's that's them like that's literally what they're doing right now and it's like teams are trying to figure out what to do with them and that was 2015 panthers at a certain point teams trying to figure out what to do with you guys and i came across that the other night when i was watching buffalo and i'm just like damn they if you put luke on this team this is 2015 carolina like it really is so um there you go so now everybody can be mad for the rest of the day friday thinking with that thought uh (laughs) about buffalo um let's pick this game real quick carolina cincinnati uh carolina two and six i'm trying to find i usually have like a little preview thing sitting up here and i can't find anywhere it's all right um the Bengals are four and four they just lost on monday night they're coming off of a short week Stu, give me your prediction on this game give me a score give me a winner give me the vibes here well you already know who's gonna win the game oh yeah Uh, panthers um (laughs) <laughs> just in case you're wondering. Um <laughs> uh, but um man I'm riding 24. I'm feeling like our kicker's gonna come through and make all his kicks and you know and, and be focused and the team's gonna rally around him and it's gonna be an afterthought of what happened last week because that's what good teams do. That's what good players do. And I believe our kicker is a good kicker. He's a good player. I agree. Um and I believe PJ Walker is gonna come out and just we're gonna see a comfort level that we've never seen. Even though like we've been seeing his stock go up, we're gonna continue to see that rise. And I believe our running game is going to be the jump start to all this because Cincinnati's Bengals defense is going to be like, dang, we got to tackle another guy that don't want to be tackled. <laughs> and then you our defense, like third quarter, fourth quarter, that's like business decisions. Like they're yeah. really like they don't they don't want any parts of that after a certain point. Yeah, and our, and our defense, Brian Burns, Derek Brown, J.C. Horn, like. They're going to do their job, and guys are going to rally around that to do their job. And then special teams, you already know what it is. I said it earlier. They're going to be special, okay? Those are the keys to the game. I'm got, I got a 24. 24-20. Okay. Yeah. Because I feel like um, they kicker, their kicker was tripping the other day, too. Uh, um. I, I agree on that sentiment. I think the Panthers need to just – I think the Panthers need to do what they've been doing the past uh, two weeks, which is uh, I need 150 yards on the ground. I don't care how we get it, but I need 150. I assume Foreman's going to be a majority of that because uh, if we're running for over 150, that means the offensive line is dictating the game in terms of uh, time of possession, um, what we're doing. 
And it's also the pushing that they're bullying the Bengals defensive line. That's kind of what I want to see from that. PJ, keep doing what you're doing, man. I know you started off slow last week. Uh, you you figured it out. You started getting hot in the second half, especially in the fourth quarter. Uh, ride off of that momentum and and use that. I want to see more of Terrence Marshall. He showed a lot last week. Um, I yeah. really feel like he's starting to shine and be that number two receiver that they thought he could be when they drafted him. Um, I feel good going into this game. I think we match up well against Cincinnati. I think the defense is going to be all over the place. Uh, Burrow, Burrow has the look of a guy that kind of knows he's going to get sacked. <laughs> so it's like, it's just a matter how many times can we get back there? And I think yeah. this is going to be one of those games where we we stack up three, four, five sacks. Uh, we haven't really had one of those games this year. Uh, a, a huge game for Brian Burns. Keep an eye on Brian Burns. And also keep an eye out for like, secondary blitzes i feel like al holcomb could use this week to, to really send some secondary blitzes like delayed blitzes to go after burrow um after they you know push burns off to the side or something have you normally it's jeremy chin or he would come in and finish it off or whatever but i could see a, a frankie luvu or a jc horn or somebody coming in with when you don't have a jamar chase to worry about out there where you got to keep horn on an island pretty much all week i think the running game will uh, open up PJ being able to throw the ball a little bit. Uh, just stick to the script. Like you don't have to change anything. I think what we did last week was actually the script we should keep all year. It's not one of those things you yeah. have to really tinker with. Uh, it's just execution at this point. Get it done. Get a lead. Stay in the lead. Don't let that other team get a chance to get back. Because Joe Burrow, if you give him a shot and a window to do something that you ain't seen before, he's gonna try to do it. <laughs> so yeah. it's like that's just the way he's wired. He's just they call him Joe Cool for a reason. Um, I'm gonna go. I think it's actually going to be more dominant. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a close game. I'm going to go Panthers 26, Bengals 10. Mm. That feels right to me. I think the Bengals will get a score late. Uh, but I think the Panthers are going to jump on them early. I think the defense is going to hunt once they get an early lead. And they're going to make it a long day for Joe Burrow. Like I feel like this is going to be one of those games where the Panthers kind of put everything together and it'll snowball into Thursday against Atlanta. Um, we have not talked about how we're going to do next week yet because normally we do our uh, our preview episode on Thursday. And with the game being Thursday night, I don't know. We haven't even talked to Sky Skylar's in the, like Aruba or someplace. Like, so we don't even know <laughs> like when he's when he's going to be ready to even let us know when he's doing whatever. He said he'll be back Monday. So we'll have the recap of this game Monday uh, at at 2.30 and then we'll figure out together there where we'll do the, uh, the preview for uh, – the Falcons, but hell, we might end up not doing the preview and do a recap like after it or something. It like might the next be a recap. Day. That might be the way to go, and then that way we'll have next Monday off. So we'll we'll figure something to that effect. But we're both picking the Panthers. Panthers Bengals one o'clock on Fox this Sunday. Uh, come back Monday for the recap episode of that. Skylar Callahan from Sports Illustrated will be back for that as well. Uh, we gotta get out of here. It's Friday. We got both of us got all kinds of stuff going on uh, today. So. Appreciate everybody to stop by to watch or listen to the show. Uh, you can listen to this episode and all other Believe in Carolina Panthers episodes on the Believe Podcast Network. Uh, again, brought to you by betonline.ag. Uh, go get your welcome bonus over there uh, if you are a betting person. So for Jonathan Stewart, I'm Desmond Johnson. You've been listening and watching the Believe in Carolina Panthers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Networks. Keep pounding. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.